Hello, and welcome to the Pathway Podcast. Our mission is to help you know God, find family, and make a difference. Enjoy today's message. It's so good to see you. So glad you guys are here. Welcome. Uh, If you're new, thanks so much for coming and checking us out today. My name is Brian. I'm the pastor. And at Pathway, our goal, what we are all about every week is simply this. We want to help you know God. Not just know about him, but know him in a personal way. So whether you're new um, and and you don't know a lot about God, we want to help you take those next steps. Maybe you feel like, man, I've known God my whole life. We want to help you as well continue to know him and continue to grow. That's, That's our one main thing that we are all about. So again, thanks so much for coming. We're glad you're here. Wasn't last week Easter just incredible? That was so good, man. That was just awesome. And and we had several people raise their hands to give their life to Jesus last week. And that's the best part of all. I mean, it was, that was the best part. And it was packed in here. Like there's just a few seats down front, but other than that, it was packed. Just, just a great day. And just continue to invite people, continue to bring people. I think there's a real, um, regardless of what you might hear on the, on the news, which the news isn't always accurate by the way, but that's another sermon. Uh, but I think there's a real hunger, uh, for something deeper. And some people don't know it's God, but there's something deeper in their life after this last crazy, hectic, chaotic year. And I think now they're starting to, to, to kind of venture out, and they want something real. They want something deeper. They want something meaningful. And the only answer is Jesus. And so, man, I just encourage you, continue to bring people. Continue to invite people. We don't have a culture of bringers here at Pathway. And so, again, we're glad you're here. Today is an exciting day. It marks a new series. And I encourage you, for the next month, you do not want to miss. After that, you still don't want to miss, but especially for the next month, you're going to want to be here because this today and next week, we're going to do a a mini-series on the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that in a moment. Then after that, we're going to do another mini-series for two Sundays on end-time events. And so we encourage you, you'll want to be here uh, for both of those. They're really good things. And so we want to go a little bit deeper in the next two weeks than maybe what we normally would. And I just think it's going to challenge you and encourage you and help you grow. And so Listen, that, we, you really want to be here after that. And, and uh, then we got some special things for Mother's Day planned that's going to be really good. And I and, uh, just really encourage you to, to, to do that. And talking about the Holy Spirit, that's what we're going to talk about today and next Sunday. So here's my, my, my challenge to you as your pastor is, is this. Over the next two weeks, really even the two weeks after that, we talk about end-time events. But you don't want to miss, and really you want to take notes. Um, I, I really, like, you really want to take notes. You want to lean in. If you don't have our Pathway app right now, download that. It's totally free in the App Store. Just look for Your Pathway Church, and you can follow right along. Everything that's going to be on the screen over the next several weeks, you can have as well. But I really encourage you to lean in. In fact, I would encourage you this. This is one of those messages over the next several weeks that you might want to listen to more than once. Um, and just take notes. And the, some of the verses of the Bible that we're going to have on the screen for time's sake, we're not going to be able to read them all. But I encourage you to do that. That is my challenge to you. That's your homework assignment, if you will, is to go home and read these verses. And, and I just encourage you, as you read them, pray over them. And just, man, God, what is what are you saying here? What does this mean? And just really soak this message in. I believe for many, many, many of us, one of the key ingredients, like, yeah, I give my life to Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Everything's great. But there's still, like, kind of a missing element, and that is the Holy Spirit. I really believe you want to take your relationship with God to another level. The Holy Spirit is how. And you really want to lean in. So here's the deal. 
Like, I know uh, over about half of us here at Pathway are first-time followers of Jesus. So when I say Holy Spirit, you're like, what's that? And, and you're the people that I love to be around the most. Uh, and then we have some church people. That's kind of the other half. And in and, and the church people, they're divided into two halves as well. Because one half says... Uh, the Holy Spirit, the church I grew up in, we didn't talk about that. Like, that was that was for the weird churches on the other side of town. And, like, I know that there's something about the Holy Spirit. We just didn't talk about it because we didn't want weird stuff to happen. Then there's the other group of church people that are like, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm all in. Sign me. I can tell you some stories. Like, like I, we, we got some streamers. We danced. Like, we did all this stuff. Like, oh, I know all about the Holy Spirit. So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do as well. Whether you know you feel like you know everything or you know nothing or you have some prejudice for or against the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to completely blank your mind, clear your mind, and we're going to start fresh today. I want today and next week to be in, uh, as if you've never heard anything about the Holy Spirit. I think that's going to be the best thing for you when we approach this of the Holy Spirit to just be as if you've never heard anything. This is all brand new information. And here's the other thing. Uh, if you've been around Pathway for any amount of time, you know this. I don't give my opinion. I give strictly what's in the Bible. We're a non-denominational church, so we don't give the opinion of some denomination or some famous pastor, theologian, or scholar. We stick strictly to the Bible, God's Word. What does it say about the Holy Spirit or any topic, really? And so that's why I encourage you. Uh, maybe you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know about the Holy Spirit or I know everything. No, no, no. Just start fresh. Just start totally clean. And let's look at this together. Today what we're going to do, it's like if you build a new house or a building, well, the first thing you do is you clear the land. Anything that was there before, you clear it, and then you lay a solid foundation. The stronger your foundation, the stronger and higher you can build the building. That's what this Sunday is all about. We're clearing the land. We're going to build a strong foundation to understand the Holy Spirit. And then next Sunday, we're going to build the building. You don't want to miss the next two weeks. I really encourage you to lean in and... Again, the, the Bible talks all about the Holy Spirit, so for time's sake, I can't read all those verses. I wish I could, but you can do that on your own. I encourage you to do that. But just as we get started, check out this in the New Testament, what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament of the Bible, the Bible has New and Old Testament. The New Testament, it's in the fourth book of the New Testament called John. It's called John because he's the guy that wrote it. John was a hand-picked eyewitness follower of Jesus. And the night before Jesus is to be executed, so last week we celebrated Easter, this was like the night before Jesus was to die on the cross. He's having this meal with his disciples, and he's talking to them about all kinds of things. But one of the main subjects is the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says this about the Holy Spirit. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. So here's the first thing that we gotta, got to realize is what does Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Again, not a denomination or some other pastor. What does the Bible say? What does Jesus say? And so the question, the first question we got to ask is who is the Holy Spirit? When we say that, who is the Holy Spirit? The answer is simply this. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. It's that simple. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is God's Spirit. 
Now, here's the thing that you have to understand about God. When you, when you realize this, and that, that there's a thing in the Bible called the Trinity, and it just simply means this. God as the Father, the Creator, God as the Son in a physical form, which is Jesus, and God as a Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. They are all three God, all of them, but they have different forms, if you will. They're three in one, three separate things inside of one. And so a way to think of it might be like this, that think of it like a triangle, right? It's one shape, it's one object, but it has three distinct sides. They're all equal, but it's one shape. It's kind of like the, you could think of the Trinity. God is the Father, God is the Son, God is the Holy Spirit. Another way to think of it would be kind of like H2O, the chemical compound. The H2O we know as water. But the H2O actually takes three different forms. It could take the form of a liquid, which is water, the form of a solid, which is ice, and the form of vapor. So it's all H2O has different forms. That's the way that you can think of God. He is God. He is one God. There's no, we don't worship three different gods. And by the way, it's not like, okay, God the Father is number one, and like Jesus the Son is number two because he's the Son. That makes it. And then the Holy Spirit's like their distant cousin. No, 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 no. Like the Holy Spirit isn't three. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All equal together in different forms. Here's the... Here's the thing that you have to understand. The Holy Spirit, by the way, is mentioned in the second sentence of the entire Bible. If you go back to the very first book of the Bible, it's called Genesis. It means beginnings. It's how God created everything and everyone. But in the very first verse of the Bible, it says this, that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. Okay? God made everything. Second sentence of the entire Bible. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the earth. What does he mean? Literally, the Holy Spirit was there when God creates the world. So the Holy Spirit didn't show up like in the New Testament or in Acts chapter 2. or No, no, no. The Holy Spirit was there when God creates the world. There's the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. So, and we have... Many, many verses, and, and by the way, when Jesus, the Holy Spirit's all in the Old Testament and the New Testament. When Jesus in the New Testament is baptized in, in Matthew chapter 4, we see God the Father, his voice speaks, Jesus the Son is there, and the Holy Spirit comes down. We see the Trinity right there as well. In fact, Jesus' last words before he goes up to heaven after his death and resurrection, he says this, go and tell everybody the good news of, of salvation in me, and then when you do, make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, God, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. So we see this all throughout the Bible, that there are three in one. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is God's Spirit, which that's another thing. The Holy Spirit is not an it. Okay, so don't, what does it do? What does it want? I want it. It's going to move. And No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is a person, just like you are a person. The Holy Spirit, when I was a kid growing up, we, they called it the Holy Ghost, and that just scared me to death. Like, I don't want anything to do with ghosts, especially ones that are holy. That's just that's scary enough. Like, no, 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 God's Spirit. And so Holy Spirit is God's Spirit, not an it. But just like a person, the Holy Spirit is a real person. So understand that, that the Holy Spirit is how God works in your life. Maybe you want to take notes and write some of this down. The Holy Spirit is how God works in your life. So when you are wanting God to work in your life and do more things, most often it's the Holy Spirit working in and through your life. So when you want God to do this or do that, usually it's the Holy Spirit doing that in your life. That's how and, and, and where God does things in your life. Here's, here's the thing that I think is so important as well. What does the Holy Spirit do 
and why does it matter? So I know who the Holy Spirit is now, but what does he do, and why does that really matter to me? I I mean, Brian, I understand what God did, because he's the creator of all things, and I understand what Jesus did. He died on the cross and rose again. We just talked about that last week. But what does the Holy Spirit do, and why does that matter to me? That's an excellent question. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to me. That's who he is and what he does. He is God's gift to me. The Bible makes that very, very, very clear. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot that the Holy Spirit does. And, and, and there's, I, I believe, about 15 kind of main things that he's known for that we see clearly in the Bible. Now, you might say, well, there might be one or two more. Okay. But I think in, in my opinion, as I begin to study this, as I study the New Testament thoroughly, there's 15 main things the Holy Spirit is really known for that we see time and time again mentioned clearly, black and white, word for word, in the Bible, and I want to give you this list, and it's in our Pathway app, so if you have the app, you can see it right there as well. You can follow along. If you want to take a screenshot of this, go for it, um, and these are the verses, by the way, that I want you to read this week, and as you're reading them, just everything that's next to it, just kind of think about that and pray about that, and I want to go through this list um, pretty quickly for time's sake, but here's the thing. Number one, the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. You can see that with the verses listed there. He is God's gift to us. Jesus said that. Jesus said, when I go to heaven, I'm going to send you a gift called the Holy Spirit. So he's God's gift to us. Here's the next thing. He is our advocate, our comforter, our counselor, and our guide in life. So that's what the Holy Spirit is. That's what he does. He is your advocate in life. He is your counselor in life. He is your helper, your guide in life. When you don't know what to do or, or, or how to handle a situation, you pray, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Give me guidance in this, and he will. So I encourage you to do that. Like if you're in a, in a situation in life and you don't know what to do in your marriage, you don't know what to do in a job, or you don't know what to do about your kids or a career decision, pray to the Holy Spirit and say, help me, give me wisdom, guide me, help me in this. That's what he does. That's his job is to help you and guide you in everyday life. In fact, Jesus says that about the Holy Spirit. We don't have time right now to read that, but he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you my spirit, the Holy Spirit, to guide you into all truth. When you're in a situation, you don't know if you should go left or right. You don't know the decision that you should make. You pray to the Holy Spirit, and I promise you, he will make it clear what you should do. He may do it instantly. He may do it over a year's time. Who knows? But when you pray and truly seek him, he will make it clear to you what you should do. That's what he does. You are not alone in life. Jesus didn't say, hey, I died on the cross. I rose again. I'm out. Peace out. I'll see you when I come to get you some other time. He isn't, Jesus isn't a kid dropping us off at school and going to pick us up later. No, no, no. He is with us all the time in the form of the Holy Spirit. Think about this. How cool would it be if Jesus was literally with you every day, all day, everything that you did? Some of you are like, I don't, I don't want him to see what I do sometimes by myself. That's, a, that's another subject. But, but how cool would that be if Jesus was right there? He is. He's the Holy Spirit. That, so think of it like that. The Holy Spirit is with you all the time, everywhere. There's the Holy Spirit. Think of him in that regard. Here's another one. He is our helper in life. God has equipped you with everything you need to be healthy and successful in life. How? Through the Holy Spirit. He's given you everything you need to to be a successful follower of Jesus, to be a strong follower of Jesus. Not just kind of survive, but I mean crush it as his follower. To be a helper, that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
is to help you in everything that you do, every thought you have, every motive you have, everything that comes out of your mouth should be guided by the Holy Spirit in you. This is what Scripture tells us. Here's another one. He leads us. He is always with us. Jesus said that, that you're not going to be alone. I'm always going to be with you. Here's the thing. Jesus, when he died and rose again, he, he couldn't physically be everywhere at once, but the Holy Spirit can. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. That's why it says when Jesus died on the cross, there was in the temple where God's presence was the veil that kind of kept God's presence back from everybody. It tore from top to bottom. In other words, symbolizing God says, I am no longer restricted. I want to be for everyone, everywhere, all the time. I'm accessible. How is God accessible? Through the Holy Spirit. You should not be alone. God doesn't want you to be alone. He didn't create you to be alone. Even when you feel alone, the Holy Spirit is there to be with you in your life. There's another one. He leads us into all truth and to know God's will. We don't know what God's will is. You don't know what you should do. Pray, Holy Spirit, guide me. He will lead you into all truth. I mean, I believe this. God is setting you up for success if you just tap into the Holy Spirit. Like, you want to have a successful life, the Holy Spirit's the answer. Like, every decision that you make, to what is, what is, how would your life be different if every decision you made was the right decision? You can have that. It's the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. Here's another one. That he reminds us of what Jesus said in the Bible. Jesus said that the, the Holy Spirit will remind you of things that I've said. I love this one. These are some of my favorite ones. Because I'll be in a conversation with someone. And yes, I read the Bible every day. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I love it. And I want to know more about God. And, and I want more of him in my life. And, and there will be times, to be honest, that I forget what I read. I'm a human. I'm not perfect. I'm close, but I'm not there yet. And I'll be in a conversation with someone. Even on the phone. I mean, just anywhere. And, and all of a sudden, it's like. Things start coming to my mind from the Bible, and I can begin to quote it. Not because I had it memorized. I don't. I don't have a lot of the Bible memorized, to be truthful with you. But he'll just remind me of things that I may have read six months ago. I forgot I read about it. I didn't even think about it after I read it. But instantly, time after time, he'll begin to remind me of things. That's the Holy Spirit working in my life. It's like this. I used to pray because I never studied in school. My grades showed it. My, my, my motto, which is not a good motto for kids, but a C is good enough for me. That was my motto. And, uh, and it's really not a good motto to have, but that was it. And I would pray, I think like a lot of you, unless you lie, uh, and again, it's another message, but I would pray, God, help me to make a good grade on this test. And God would be like, did you study? No, I didn't. But God, you know, I know you love me. Just give me some grace. And like, no, no, no. I will help you bring to your mind the things that you've already studied. Here's the reality is if you don't ever study the Bible, if you don't ever read the Bible on your own, the Holy Spirit cannot help you in this fashion. He is not going to magically put verses in your head. When you're alone and you're discouraged and you're afraid and you don't know what to do, I can't tell you how many, I mean, I would say countless times, verses of the Bible will begin to come to my mind. Time, and I know that's the Holy Spirit because Jesus said it. How did that happen? Because I spent time doing the work of reading the Bible, studying the Bible. But if you never do that, this will never happen for you. It's just true. Here's another good one. I love this one a lot. I, I could preach all, all day on this one. He convicts the world of sin, 
not you, <laughs> okay, that Jesus said that, that the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs among these things is to convict other people or tell other people how they have disobeyed God and what is wrong in their life. That's what he does, not you. <laughs> so we don't need you going around on social being like, and they should do this, and they should, you know, that group of people should be like that and that, and if they would do this, and, they, and you know what I heard, no, 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 that's the Holy Spirit. You let him do it. Because he's the one that does it, and he'll do a better job than you ever could. Like, don't go around telling people, and if you do, please don't say that you go to Pathway Church. Like, make up another church. I don't care. Like, no, let the Holy Spirit do that. Because you know what? That's what he does in your life. He convicts other people of sin, not you. It is not your job to do that. It couldn't, the Bible could not be more clear. Jesus talks about that, about the way you judge other people is the way God will judge you. Jesus talks things about like before you go remove a speck out of somebody else's eye, remove the log and the plank out of your own. In other words, before you point out the tiny thing that's wrong with them, you've got massive issues of your own. Take care of your own issues before you talk to them. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts other people. Here's This is definitely my favorite. He is God's spirit in you. Now, listen, I encourage you to read all these verses, especially this one. This is, you get a hold of this verse and get it in your head, get it in your heart, get it in your spirit. It should change your life forever. You should never, ever, ever be the same because of what Romans chapter 9, or verse, chapter 8, verse 11 says. It says, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. In other words, we just celebrated last week that Jesus was raised from the dead. The Holy Spirit is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. And it says this, that that same Holy Spirit that raised the Son of God, God in the flesh from the dead, lives inside of you. You shouldn't pray the way you've always prayed when you know this. You shouldn't think the way you've always think when you know this. You shouldn't talk to other people the way you have in the past when you know this. This should change you. This should radically change your faith. You shouldn't pray little wimpy prayers. Oh, God, just help me. Let me know you're winning. No, no, no. God, I'm believing because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in me, and I believe it, and I claim it, and I'm standing on the truth of God's word. This should make you a warrior, spiritually speaking. I mean, this should change everything about you. The way you think about other people, the way you think about God, the way you, instead of having this defeated Christian mindset, well, I just, you know, who knows, the world's, you know, it's going downhill. We just got to survive and hang on. Oh, don't, listen, don't give me, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear you say, I want to say, man, it's a great time to be alive. That people need Jesus today more than ever. And I'm excited because the same spirit that raised Jesus is in me. Let's go raise some other people from the dead. Like, that's the attitude we got to have. Not just, oh, God, help my headache to go away. No, in the name of Jesus, if you raise Jesus from the dead, you can deal with this headache. Man, it should change everything about you, the way you read the Bible, the way you think about God, the way you interact with, I mean, everything, the way you're a husband or a wife, the way you're a parent, change everything. When you, I mean, this is, you want to talk about empowering and encouraging? This is it. The most empowering thing you can have as a follower of Jesus is to know the Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit that hovered in Genesis chapter 1 lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit who breathed the breath of life back into Jesus and raised her from the dead is the same one that breathes breath of life into you right now. Should change everything. We should be a powerhouse church because of this. Man, we should be a Romans 8, 11 church. 
Like, man, I, I know a lot of churches, they sing some songs, they have some good messages, they have donuts and coffee. But you want to go to a church where, man, God is moving. I mean, it's like Jesus, it was like Easter Sunday. Every Sunday, Pathway's the place. Why? Because every person at Pathway has this inside of them, has this inside of their heart. I could preach all day on that, but it's so good. Here's, here's the next one. Holy Spirit, he gives us power to tell others about Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives you power. Jesus said that. Then I'm going to go back to heaven and I'm going to send you my gift and he's going to help you and guide you and all these things. And one of the things that he's going to do as well is give you power to be my witnesses. In other words, give you power to tell other people about me. That's how we started this today, right? Like, like I know there's a big buildup to Easter. Hey, be bringing people, be inviting people. Guess what? It doesn't just stop because Easter was here. There are still people that need Jesus. There are still people who their seats, they need to be here in these seats. There are still people that are hurting, that are broken, that are messed up, that they need Jesus. You say, well, man, Brian, I'm nervous, and I don't know what to say, and I don't know that much about the Bible. That's okay. You don't need to have a degree in theology. You just need to have the power of the Holy Spirit in you because he is the one that gives you the power to tell other people about him that's the beauty that way you can't brag and say well I'm actually really gifted at telling other people about Jesus no 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 the Holy Spirit is the one that gave me I can't do it without him he gave me the power to do it I get nervous meeting new people and I'm scared I don't know what to say the Holy Spirit will remind you of what Jesus said in the Bible the Holy Spirit will give you the power the courage to talk to this other person that's what he does. There is no, let me just say this. I hope you write it down. No excuse for you and I to not actively tell people about Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. God is not going to ask you to do something that he doesn't equip you with. God's not going to say, Jesus is not going to say, now go tell the whole world about me and make disciples. Good luck. I hope you guys make it. And I'm here if you need me. No, no, no. He says, guess what? I want you to tell other people about me and make disciples. And while you do it, I'm going to give you the power to do it. I just need your body and your voice. And if you will, I'll do everything else. That's what he wants to do. You have no excuse not to bring other people to pathway, not to tell other people about Jesus because the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do it. Here's another good one. He helps us pray, and he prays for you. I love that Romans in the New Testament tells us that when we don't know what to say. I don't know if you've ever been that way. I've been that way a lot in my life. I'm praying, and it's so such a big thing, a heavy thing that I'm praying about or that I'm dealing with or I'm going. I don't even know where to begin in prayer. And I don't know what to do. I just pray, Holy Spirit, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. I need you. Holy Spirit helps you pray. And by the way, he is praying in heaven on your behalf. He guides you into prayer. Again, you have no excuse not to have a, a strong, active, daily, healthy, powerful prayer life. No excuse. Well, Brian, I just don't know what to say. I'm just kind of new. That's okay. Then what you do is, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. Help me out. And I promise you he will. You have no excuse not to read the Bible every day. No excuse not to pray. And I'm not just saying read it and pray. Mary had a little lamb. Like, no, no. I'm saying powerful prayer that move heaven and shake earth and change lives. No excuse. God has given you more than enough in the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Here's another great one. The Holy Spirit gives us freedom. Gives us freedom. The Bible says that where the Spirit of God is, there is 
freedom. Man, when the Holy Spirit's in your life, there's freedom in your life. When the Holy Spirit's in a group of people at a, at a small group or a group uh, that you meet with or here on a Sunday, man, there's freedom in this place. Not because of how great I do or how great the, the music is. All that stuff's awesome. But it's the Holy Spirit that gives you freedom over the chains of your past, over the chains of things that are holding you back, the chains of fear and discouragement and addiction and the things that are, that are weighing you down. He gives you freedom. Again, I believe this because I see it all the time. People who are going to heaven, they love Jesus with all their heart, but they can't get freedom in something in their life. They take two steps forward, three steps back. They just can't get freedom. And I just say this, maybe it's because you have not been tapping into the greatest resource you have, who is the Holy Spirit. Maybe in your life there's something you can't get free from. Ask the Holy Spirit. Because when he's in your life, he gives freedom. Here's another great one that it says, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, your body, like I used it when I was a little kid because Christians were really bad when I was a kid on how they worded things. It was like, again, Holy Ghost. Why would you say that? And, but here's another link. God lives at the church. And I thought that literally. I thought, okay, well, that's, that's God's house. He's got a bedroom in the back. I've never seen it before, but I guess that's where he lives. And he, he must get lonely, you know, I mean, when we're here one day a week. And no, 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 no. And then you realize God doesn't live at a building. Pathway's proof of that. Listen, we could be at a high school. God's there. We can be at our home. God's there. We can be at a park in Yukon. God's there. We can be at a movie theater. And God's there. Why? Because you are where he lives. Your body inside of you. That's where the Holy Spirit lives and dwells is in you. Not in a church building. Not in a group of people. But in you. That's why it's so important to be healthy. I don't just mean eating right and extra and all that's fine. And that is certainly important. But I mean to be healthy because to realize he lives in me. That should change the things that I watch on TV. That thing should change the things that I listen to by other people. That should change everything about me because, man, inside of me is God. Inside of me is the Holy Spirit. i got to think twice about things that I say, things that I hear, things that I watch. Is another great one. He is the seal and deposit of your salvation. So the, the, you are, the deposit inside of you is the Holy Spirit. You can't, we can't see that, but I believe one day when we get to heaven, we'll be able to see that, that there is a seal inside of you to, to, to prove that has that is sealed it, who is the Holy Spirit, to say, yeah, they're my follower. Yeah, they've given their life to me. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Here's another one. We've talked about this a few uh, months ago in January during our Asking for a Friend series because someone asked this question. But the Holy Spirit gives you and I gifts, the Bible's clear about this, to build up the church. So the Holy Spirit gives you a gift. Every person in this room, whether you acknowledge it or not, has a gift that God has given you. Why? He wants you to use it, not to build yourself up and say, oh, look at me. and Look how gifted I am because I can sing or because I can do this or because I'm here. No, no, no. He gave it to you so that you can build up other people, so that you can give it away to serve other people. That's what he does. Every person in this room, you've got a gift. Maybe it's a gift of opening up your home and leading a group. I mean, it could be, it could be endless, but you have a gift. My question is, are you using that gift? In other words, are you giving that gift away every week to serve other people so that you build up the church? Here's the truth and the reality. Whatever gift you have, we need it here. In fact, God gave it to you, and God put you here at Pathway so that you can use it and give it to other people. Are you, you, do you even know your gift? 
Are you actively giving that gift away to serve other people and to be a blessing to them? I said before, I believe that, that uh, good people know what they're gifted at and what they're not gifted at. I guarantee you, I, if, I've said this before, if I did any one of your jobs, I would I'd get fired. Even, even if you, you know, you're a, a, a working mom at home, I'd get fired. Like, your kids would fire me. I mean, I'm not, like, I just, I'm not that good. But I do know there's, like, a couple things that I am moderately gifted at, and I'm doing one of them now, and i got a, lot, a long way to improve, and, and the other one is leadership. That's it. Like, I can't, like, I can change a tire, and that's about it. I can, I can maybe build a raised garden bed, and that's about it. Like, you do, I get fired from anything that you do. But I know my gifts, and every week I want to give those gifts out. So I want to build other people up. Here's the next one, that he produces fruit in our lives. We're going to talk about this a lot next week. You do not want to miss next week. You really want to take notes. Again, we're laying the foundation today. Next week we're going to build on it. We're going to talk a lot about this one. How do you know you're a follower of Jesus? Well, Jesus made it very clear by the fruit that your life produces. In other words, that there should be things that are, that are pretty evident, pretty obvious to everyone around you, Christian and non-Christian, that there's something very different about your life. You produce fruit. Jesus says that when you produce healthy fruit, that's how you know you're my followers. And then in the New Testament, in Galatians chapter 5, it tells the, the exact fruit. I mean, it lists it word for word. So you don't have to know what kind of fruit should my life exhibit if I'm a follower of Jesus. The Bible tells you. It's very clear. So do you have those fruits? How do you know somebody's a follower of Jesus? Do they have the fruit of Galatians 5? We'll talk about that next week. And how do you have healthy fruit in your life? More time with the Holy Spirit. The more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the healthier your fruit will be, the stronger it will be, and the more attractional it will be to other people. They're going to be attracted to you like a magnet. So, I just love, I don't know what it is, I love being around that person. It's the fruit that your life produces. How do you get that? Because you've been spending time with Jesus. Isn't this cool? They want to spend time with you because they may not always know it, but because you've been spending time with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. I love that. And here's one of the best ones as well. Our lives should be led by the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, that our life should be led, not by a pastor or denomination or, or, or all these things. No, no, led by the Holy Spirit. Is your life led by the Holy Spirit day in and day out? I mean, honestly, do you wake up every day and just say, Holy Spirit, I give today to you. I want to be led by you today. Every conversation I had, let it be led by you. Every interaction I have with somebody else, wherever I go, every thought that I have, I give to you, and I am following following you today, and I am on your agenda, you are not on my agenda. I give the day to you, and let me be led by you today. You want to have a powerful life? That's what you do. So many of us, though, me included at times, I think I've gotten better. We wake up every day, and we're like, well, this is what I got to do today. This is my agenda for today. And then what we do is we ask God to bless our agenda. What you're really saying, and again, I've been guilty of this too, and I'm getting better. But as you're really saying, God, I want to do this today. I just hope you'll bless it. In other words, what you're saying is, God, this is where I'm going. Would you follow me today? And no wonder you hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And there's just not enough hours in the day to get your stuff done. And you're stressed and you lose sleep because God didn't create you that he follows you around every day. Instead, it's the opposite. You follow him around every day. And you wake up every day and, and God, I mean, this is kind of what I hope to get accomplished today. But should there be a detour in my day? God, I'm going to believe that's you. 
And I'm going to believe that detour, you're going to open up a door and give me the power to tell someone about you. I promise you, when you pray like this and you really get this in your heart, really get this in your life, it will change your life forever. That's my question to you is are you led daily by the Holy Spirit? Or is it your agenda? Is it your time? You want to have interactions with people that will lead them change as well? The Holy Spirit will lead you to them. Here's, the, I think, the, the third thing what we do is, well, how can I have the Holy Spirit? What does that look like for me? Pray for the Holy Spirit to live in me. Where does the Holy Spirit operate in me? How does he operate in me? So many times we might pray, Holy Spirit, would you help that person? God, would you be with that person? And maybe God's saying, yeah, I, I will. I want you to do it. I'll give you the power to do it. I'll remind you the things to say. I'll, I'll let you do it. We pray and we want other people to do it. And he's saying, no, no, you do it. Yeah, I can move in them, but I want to use you to do it. We'll talk about that next week as well. But think about this. Jesus can do it all by himself, but he chooses to use you. In the Bible, there's a, there's a, a story that actually happened where Jesus fed about twenty to 30,000 people with five small loaves of bread, pita bread, and two small fish. Fed 25, 30,000 people. Now, he could have just magically done it and made it all appear, but he didn't. It says that he, he gave it to the disciples, and his disciples gave it out. Why? Jesus says, I want to use you in the miracle. I want to use you to answer somebody's prayer. I want to use you to change their life. That's what he does when he is in you. That's my challenge for you this week. It's that simple. It's that clear. Listen to this message a few more times. Read these verses. Pray over that. And then the main prayer you need to have, whether you know, think you know everything about the Holy Spirit or nothing at all, or you've been scared of the Holy Spirit, doesn't matter. We're starting fresh today. Your prayer this week is, Holy Spirit, live in me. Holy Spirit, fill me. All 15 things that Brian had on that list, I couldn't read them all because good grief, it's 15. That's crazy. Like, but I want them in my life. Here's the other thing. The Bible makes it clear, very clear. There's four biographical accounts of the life of Jesus called the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can read those. And in every single one of them, you know one of the overlapping themes Besides God's love for us and Jesus dying on the cross and resurrected, one of the overlapping themes of Jesus' life, you can read it in every account. He was led by the Holy Spirit. If Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, how much more should you and I be led daily by the Holy Spirit? Jesus, every decision he made, he's, the Holy Spirit led him to make that decision. Every conversation he had with someone, the Holy Spirit led him in that conversation. If Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, how much more should you and I be led in everything we do by the Holy Spirit? And you might, Holy Spirit might lead you to some places that are uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into a wilderness for 40 days to pray and fast. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to the cross. But the Holy Spirit raised him. Oh, boy, that's good. Holy Spirit might lead you to some tough places. Holy Spirit might lead you to some tough decisions where it feels like you're dying, where it feels like I can't do it. i got to give up. But every time the Holy Spirit leads you there, the Holy Spirit will lead you and give you power to be raised up stronger and better than you ever were before. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain when you're led by the Holy Spirit. 
He may lead you in the valley of the shadow of death, but he'll be right there beside you. And he'll lead you on the other side and make you better and stronger than ever before. You need the Holy Spirit. Listen, pray for the Holy Spirit's power, direction, guidance in your life this week. How would your life be different if you were led by the Holy Spirit? How would your marriage be different? You say, well, yeah, but what about my spouse? Let the Holy Spirit deal with your spouse. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you first. How would your marriage be different? How would you as a parent be different if you were led by the Holy Spirit? That's what I got to work on. A lot of times I'm like, Holy Spirit, we're going to hit pause with you. I got to go, I got to go correct my kids right now. And I think sometimes the Holy Spirit, well, I'll help you correct them. And maybe that's why you have so many issues with them. Yeah, I don't know. But how would your parenting be different? How would your financial decisions be different? How would your prayers be different? You should never pray wimpy prayers ever again. How would you reading the Bible be different? Just think about it. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit every day, every moment, your life is led by Him, how would your life be different? And I, I can tell you, I mean, it's not true confession. It's not, I can tell you there's about five things in my life that, that I'm probably Holy Spirit. i got a lot to work on. I need your help. I want you to make me better. One of those is the power to tell other people. I, I wish I could tell you I was great at that. I'm not. I need the Holy Spirit to give me power to do that. How would your life be different if you were full of the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit? If Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, how much more should you be? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your love for us, for who you are, for what you've done. Thank you most of all today for giving us the gift of your Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are not something that we should be afraid of or scared of or no, you are the one we should run to and embrace because our Father God has given you as a gift to us, not just to survive as your followers until Jesus returns. No, no, no. You don't want a weak follower of Jesus. You don't want a weak, wimpy church. You want a strong, powerful, life-changing church. And you want us to live strong, powerful things in our life that can change other people and change our lives. And the only way we have that is through the Holy Spirit. So that's my prayer as the, as the pastor, as the leader of Pathway, is that every person in this room would be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit's wisdom and guidance and power, that they would be led by the Holy Spirit this week in everything that they do, and especially me. Let us be changed by your power as we're led by you. We love you and thank you for nothing without you. Help us to take this seriously this week, to to just dive, be all in on the Holy Spirit and see how, what the amazing impact your life will make in us through your power. Today, as we're just continuing to pray, we never want to end a gathering like this without giving you an opportunity to maybe respond to what God has been doing in your heart. Maybe as I've been talking, that's you and you say, Brian, I, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. But first, I, even, I just want Jesus in my life. And you're not joining a church. You're not finding religion. It's an opportunity into a relationship that will change you forever. And all you simply need to do is raise your hand. You don't have to stand up or come to the front. We had several people last week make that decision, and we encourage you to do that today. I want to 
give my life to Jesus so I can have a relationship with him and have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life because I need it. If you would just simply raise your hand right now. We would, everybody else, we're just praying, but we just want to pray with you. If you would just raise your hand. Thank you. Let's all say this prayer together. Jesus, thank you for loving me. I believe you're God's son. I believe you died on the cross and rose again for me. Forgive me of my sin. From today on, I give my life to you. I love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are so thankful that you joined us on the podcast today. Be sure to follow us on social at Your Pathway Church or find us online at yourpathway.church. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay tuned for more episodes coming up.